Hi, Jane Knights, and welcome back to the What the Austin podcast. We are halfway through our Taylor Swift times Jane Austen series. So far, we've covered off sense, sensibility, persuasion, and Northanger Abbey. And next up on the list is Emma for today. So, welcome back, Martha and Anne. Hey. I'm so glad to have you guys back with me. Um, considering we've hit the midpoint, it would be good to know do you have a favorite pick from the previous episodes? Oh gosh. Song wise or book wise? Does it make a difference? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my favourite Jane Austen novel is tied between Pride and Prejudice and Persuasion. Oh no! No, I meant your favourite pick, your favourite um, oh, Taylor Swift or Austen pick. Mean? Um, I think my favourite was Marianne and Clean because I really, I really felt that one. Oh gosh. Um, okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that my favourite pick was Gold Rush um, for Eleanor from Sense and Sensibility and from the Evermore album, just because I love the little tidbit that uh, Taylor Swift watched Sense and Sensibility while she was creating that album. Yeah, I loved that when you said about that. That was so cool. Um, I think my favorite pick from the last one was Enchanted for Northanger Abbey, because all three of us thought that one, and I think it is such a great pick. So I kind of love that one. Um, Amazing. So this episode is Emma. You guys ready for Emma? Yes, ready. <laughs> I say it. Are you like, ready for are it? We, are we ready? Are you I, ready for it? Do, do. That. Are you ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear that, it makes me think about the concert because when I got there, I knew it was going to be kind of a very different experience than the, the um, 1989 one. But when that like kicked off and it was like, boom, 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 I was like, okay, things are serious here. <laughs> It took me a really long time to warm up to that album. Honestly, I became kind of a not so much Taylor Swift fan. Like Reputation shocked me so much yeah. that I was like, "Who is she? I don't even know." Like I don't. And then it took me a while to get like, "Oh, she's being clever. Like she's this is her reputation." And then like I kind of got into the songs, and and then I really started listening to it last winter for some reason, and now I really like it. So yeah, it definitely took me a while as well. I was so shocked when it first came out. Me I was too. listening to it in bed when it like first dropped and I was like I was like I don't know how I feel about any of this like why has Taylor changed so much but yeah Yeah. eventually I got it and I was like I got kind of all of the the point she was trying to make that she's had to deal with so much like rubbish from people in the media and everything I'm just like yeah I'd probably write an album like that if I'd had to deal with everything she has yeah and she's been so nice and I think when you like lose like if you're a nice person and you like once reach your limit then it just like you snap (laughs) Yeah, I think it was really brave of her to release that album as well. Yeah. Because I know that, like, so with 1989, which I, I really like the album, but she's kind of said that her heart wasn't really in it because people moaned about, like, critics, not fans, the fans loved it, but critics moaned about Red <laughs> for not fitting into a genre. They were like, oh, what is it? What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. So she tried to go full pop with 1989, and she was, like, in a really bad place that time. And you can kind of feel it. Like, the songs, are, they've not got the same depth, I don't think, in terms of the storytelling. Some of them have. Mm-hmm. but the overall album is a bit more kind of clinical um and because I know she was sad when she wrote it that makes me sad mm-hmm. um but I like the reputation she was like do you know what my fans love me whatever I can produce what I like and I think that since then nothing she will do will shock me yeah I love <laughs> I was it just like bring it on I'm ready for anything with Midnight I was so unsure like especially after Evermore and Folklore and her like 70s vibe with some of the um teaser videos and stuff I was like okay this is gonna be very like 
Stevie Nicks, like very like 70s feel to it. But the music didn't sound like anything like I thought it was going to sound like. But I really loved it. But it was just like, I was just like, it was midnight. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm about to hear. And this is so cool. I feel like midnight for me has been like coming full circle. Like I feel like I've come back to all the reasons why I love Taylor's music initially, but I understand why she went through this period of all the other stuff at the same yeah. time. Um, but yeah, midnight just feels like, yeah, coming back to... <laughs> and I can't help it. I love the relationship drama and I feel bad because I know she probably hates that we speculate about it, but I was like totally into what was going on with Harry Styles, what's going on with Taylor Lautner, like from like the early times, like the Jake Gyllenhaal, like I just, I don't know. I just, I'm too curious, I guess. So like, I I like that Midnight's kind of gave us like a sampling of like, you can't really tell exactly which guy it's about, but you can make your little theories and you can kind of play that guesswork. I like the the puzzles or the games to Taylor Swift album and I felt like Midnight has a lot of puzzles and games for the fans. Yeah, I love all the Easter eggs in. I mean, I'm never, I've never been one yeah. who really dives into it and I don't really know, like I've never dived into like the relationship stuff either um, that much. Like I knew kind of what was going on, but I didn't look into it in too much detail. But I love that she leaves Easter eggs everywhere and in little hints about things, like especially in like the music videos and stuff. I'm always like... Oh, I, I was cool. a major uh, One Direction fan and Taylor Swift fan. So when the whole uh, Taylor and Harry thing happened, like I was on Tumblr every day, like, wanted, like looking at the theories no. <laughs> to figure it out like it was so bad I totally shipped so them together bad. too <laughs> oh my god I never got into One Direction you know but I always thought it was cool because Harry Styles grew up literally down the road from where I grew really? up like the he like the bakery that he worked on was literally like a 10 minute drive from where I lived that's wild <laughs> but that didn't mean that much to me like I was just like oh that's where he works that's kind of cool but um yeah, I was never a massive One Direction fan, but I can imagine if you were, that was such a cool relationship when they got together. Yeah, I was like, a, I was a big fan of Niall. Like, I just loved that he was like the sweet Irish boy. But like, um, I just, I don't know. It was so fun. Like, you have been, but it's like both fandoms collided and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Taylor Swift said that she was rewatching Sense of Sensibility and we're all just like, ah! yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh, dear. Okay, then. So, Emma, um, Martha, do you want to kick things off? Yeah, so actually, when we're talking about um, Midnight's, I think Midnight's would be Emma's favourite album. Yeah. Um, personally, I just totally see her like being fully into that. Um, and I've got actually got two Midnight songs for Emma. So um, my first one is Mastermind, because Emma is is literally a mastermind. Yes. And one of the lyrics that really like stood out for me is... Um, in the song when Taylor says, oh, um, like, you have a smirk, you knew the whole time I was a mastermind. Like, Knightley knows her so well, but he loves her anyway. Yeah. So I feel like that sums up their relationship really, really, really well. Um, and that leads really nicely into my other song for Emma, which I, which is Antihero. And, like, Emma kind of, she is the antihero of her own novel. Like, yeah. Jane Austen wrote, didn't she, that Emma's a heroine that only she would like which is not true I adore Emma but I love Emma because she's so flawed and she, I think she goes on such a journey of growth not that I don't think she's great to start with but she's not very self-aware um and like it's me hi I'm the problem is me Emma is her own problem yeah. like everything that goes wrong is caused by herself um but even though she is the anti-hero and like obviously in the song Sailor says, oh, it, it must be really hard always rooting for the anti-hero. Like Knightley is always rooting for her. Like even when he knows she's done wrong, he always comes back to her and he's always on her side. So those two like really stood out for me, for Emma. Yeah. As like 
yeah my first two yeah yeah I have both of those in my extra section for for Emma because I think both definitely do speak to Emma's um I think she is an anti-hero as well but I also love her but I think it is because yeah she does go on that kind of journey and she is flawed and has to learn how to be a bit more reflective and yeah recognize what she does has has consequences at times um and did you have any of those on your list I did anti-hero was my was my uh number one because even when I heard the song for the first time I kind of thought like Emma those vibes it's me I'm the problem (laughs) it's great did you guys see the reels that were going around with that as well where people did like clips from like Emma and it was like Emma's face but it was like anti-hero in the background no I didn't but now I was like yeah (laughs) I was like oh that is actually such a vibe you know (laughs) she definitely is an anti-hero isn't she and I don't think she realizes it initially but I think she's really self-aware of it by the end of the novel yeah yeah she does yeah and I put I put a note next to Mastermind that I was like, I feel like this is, and it's a song that Emma would think that she was very much, she was like, oh, this song's just about me. I'm just like this because I feel like Mastermind is that person actually um, thinks that they're really good at like scheming and sorting all this stuff out. And I think Emma really thinks that she is, but actually in reality, she's not that great at it. Um, So I feel like it's a song that she would like and think it was about her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And then I had one more, um, which is King of My Heart, because it literally opens with, I'm perfectly fine, I live on my own. And she doesn't live on her own, but she's completely independent. Mm -hmm. And she has no reason to marry, but she makes a choice to do so. She chooses Mr. Lightly and she chooses to change her lifestyle, um, which is quite a big thing for her to like overhaul everything. But one thing that's really special, which I think comes across in King of My Heart, which is one of my favourite songs from Reputation, is that he's worth changing her lifestyle for balls. So he doesn't make her sacrifice anything. He doesn't make her sacrifice her independence. He doesn't make her impact on her relationship with her dad. Obviously, he's happy to move to, oh my God, Hartfield. <laughs> Had a complete brain mark meltdown then. Um, which actually, he he's the one that actually ends up giving up more than her because he sacrifices his independence purely to make her happy. So King of My Heart, I thought, worked really well for their relationship. And I love that one anyway. Yeah, I like I that. Love that. I love looking at it also from this perspective of kind of like Emma and Knightley as kind of this this package deal that they come together. Like, I'll be, I think Emma wouldn't be as half as enjoyable to read about if it wasn't for Knightley. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he does her a lot of favours. <laughs> yeah, I love Mr. Knightley. I love it. I think there are some great picks. Um, and do you want to run for yours? Yeah, sure. So I did have Mastermind and Antihero. So I am actually going to, but I had three from uh, Midnight. So I'm going to go with my third one that hadn't been mentioned as like my top one. So I'll just move that up to my top one. So uh, Dear Reader, because I thought of this as um, kind of Emma to Harriet, really, because it's it's talking about how you shouldn't take advice from me and you shouldn't take advice from someone who really doesn't have it figured out. And she's always kind of pretending like she's figured everything out and she knows everything. And she realizes at the end that she that she doesn't. So that's my that's going to be my Midnight's pick is Dear Reader. I love that. Um I love that one. That song took me a little while to get into, but then when I did, I was like, actually, this is really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I really like that one for that. And then from Lover, even though I don't think, um, oh God, I can't even think of his name, the guy, the guy singer for me, even though I don't think that the lyrics fit nightly, I feel like Taylor's lyrics for me um, fit 
Emma because like I know I'm a handful baby I know I never think before I jump like I just feel like she's just always doing what she wants but she has that kind of sassy attitude like at the end of the day you'll never find another like me <laughs> so I think that's a really good pick for her yeah. <laughs> and um I well I have two more that I'm I'm just gonna say these two more because one's for Emma and one is for I'll just say it really quickly because one is for Jane Fairfax so the other one is from Lover also Paper Rings I like the line that says I hate accidents except uh, when we went from friends to this and so that's definitely like Emma likes um, she likes shiny things not necessarily like in a material sense but she definitely is kind of a snooty kind of person but you know it's kind of like I think that she has this earthy down-to-earth love for Knightley by the end and so she would marry him with paper rings and it wouldn't it wouldn't have to be some sort of thing like with appearances like when she's thinking that oh maybe I would like Frank Churchill or maybe I want him to like me or anything like that it's just like all the bs is gone and so I like that paper rings is kind of just about a you know a simple kind of earthy kind of love like I would marry you under any circumstances the friends to this and then just my little bonus is um, I Knew You Were Trouble is total Jane Fairfax and Frank Churchill. Um, I just, you know, it's like he flew me to places I've never been. Like, I feel like she hasn't gotten to do a lot. And so he was really exciting. And, you know, she, I, I guess you didn't care. And I guess I like that because he just doesn't really care um, if he's making a mess out of everything. But she still likes him anyway. So those are my picks for that. Love it. Yes. Some great ones there I love it and also thinking about like Jane Fairfax and, and Frank Churchill oh my gosh I mean you can go on like a whole we could probably get a whole new set for secondary characters based off Taylor Swift songs like, I know <laughs> I love it it's so good okay so my picks I actually pick different ones to you guys as like my main three um which is which is cool so um the first one that I picked was Breathe from the Fearless oh. album so um, I kind of thought of this one as, you know, when Mr. Knightley goes away because he's kind of upset about like what Emma's done to Miss Bates and everything, they kind of fall out like temporarily. Um, I kind of feel like this is Emma like reflecting on that where it says, um, I don't know what to be without you around. Um, you know, I know you like the back of my hand and stuff. And I feel like that's like Emma kind of pondering on it and she's really sad that he's gone away and she doesn't really know how to exist without him. So I thought Breathe is a really good kind of um really shows mm -hmm. that and then another one that i had was the outside um i don't know if you guys remember those then i'm being on the outside that yeah. one <laughs> um and i thought that is like um when emma's upset miss bates and then everybody kind of shuns her and kind of shuts her out for a time um and i do think that emma even just throughout the novel is quite lonely and i think that contributes to how she is with harriet mm -hmm. um in so I think like the thing where it says like I've been in a lot of lonely places but I've never been on the outside and I think when she's mean to Miss Bates everybody shuts her off so she ends up on the outside and I think obviously that's a really hurtful time for us so I popped that one in there. I really liked what you said there about her being quite lonely. Yeah. That's partly why I picked Mastermind when she's like um, no one wanted to play with me when I was a little kid so I started screaming yes, like yeah. a criminal and I think that's true because her sister is quite a bit older than her and obviously she had Miss Taylor but Miss Taylor wasn't a friend she was a governess and she grows into a friend but she wouldn't have had that role initially so I think loneliness is actually a big part of Emma's life. Story. I agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a big point that me and Bunclair were trying to make in the Harriet Smith episode is I don't think she would try and carve Harriet out as this um, person that she's not, um, if it wasn't for the fact that Emma hasn't had an equal yeah. in life, 
and she feels lonely. Like literally the only person that's kind of her equal is Mr. Knightley and her father, but both of them are like a lot older. So growing up, it must've been really lonely because obviously Frank Churchill's taken away and Jane Fairfax is taken away. So she's, you know, very much left on her own. So um, I think that kind of contributes to why she's a questionable friend at times. Cause I just don't think think she's learned how to be a good friend. Um, and then the last one that I had on the list was for an Emma Knightley relationship. And that was The Story of Us. Oh. I remember when this song, I loved this song so much. And the music video, the music video is so good. Um, but I think it really speaks to the fact that, because they fall out quite a lot, because they've got like, you know, when they have like miscommunication or they have different views on things. Um, and I feel like spe- um, The Story of Us is very much about that, where there's like two people just like, unsure who was going to make the first move because they they know that they've fallen out and they're annoyed with each other and I think that's like um Emma and Knightley over the Harriet Smith situation and the Robert Martin um thing where you know they have very different opinions yeah, on it love it yeah yeah I love that song as well and the music video like as soon as you said I could just pick <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> yeah that was such a good one honestly Taylor Swift makes some fantastic music videos I swear Oh, her music videos are the best. Literally. She's like such a creative person. I think we said this in the previous episode, but if she was to make a film, I feel like that would actually be so good. Oh, I know. I'd be literally like front row. Also be hilarious because she's dated so many actors as well if they all ended up in the I film. Know. <laughs> that would be hysterical. I feel like she and Harry Styles are okay with each other. And now he's gotten into acting. I think it would be hysterical if he was just like playing a character yeah i feel like he's he's so up for anything as well that i feel like he'd be really happy to be like a cameo in it or something (laughs) i'd love it if she pulled in like sophie turner as well because obviously like joe jonas is one of the exes (laughs) but like they've kind of made peace yeah um that would be that would be like another funny person yeah she actually had yeah that is so gonna say she actually had that tweet sophie turner had that tweet like it's not not a bop or something like that the one that was about joe (laughs) i thought that was hysterical i feel like you have to find like the funny side in it and just be like you know this is taylor's outlet this is how she you know talks about her life is that do you guys have anything else you want to add for emma any bonus tracks i had one that is only for like one very small part um and I had Lavender Hayes and I was thinking mm. about when her and Knightley like decide that they're going to get married and they get engaged and stuff and they declare their love and then like she knows she's gonna have to see Harriet again and she's like I really don't want to deal with that I'm really really scared like what's gonna happen and obviously it's all good because Harriet's reconnected with Robert Martin but she doesn't know that and she just wants to stay in her little bubble with Knightley so Lavender Hayes was my little oh I like that track. that's great I love that. Honestly, I feel like so many people forget how awkward it is at the end of the novel where she like sends Harriet off to stay with Isabella in London and she's like, I don't really know how to deal with this situation right now, so I'm just gonna send Harriet away. And I'm like, oh you can't avoid your problems, Emma. She just wants to stay in that lavender haze. I love that. I didn't think about that connection, but that is such a good song for that. I like great pick, Martha. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, fabulous. And did you have any other ones as bonus? Yeah, just for one Emma? other quick uh, Jane and Frank one. I liked I Knew You Were Trouble, but I also like ours because, again, that's everyone says it's a John Mayer song and it kind of really connects so well because I just think Jane Fairfax's feelings for Frank are kind of like Taylor's for John Mayer. And it's just the, the um, ours is from Speak Now and um, it's 
it's like, don't you worry, your pretty little mind. People throw rocks at things that shine. This love is ours. And so I could picture Jane kind of being like, it's fine, even though like everyone knows that you're horrible. Like, I, I still love you and we're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's forget about that bit. <laughs> it is. It's just too bad it's about John Mayer. <laughs> Amazing. Then um, if we don't have anything else to add, that's everything for Emma today and for this episode. But obviously we'll be back next weekend to finish off this series. We have Pride and Prejudice and Mansfield Park left. So I'm really excited to cover those ones off. If you want to find Martha and Anne outside of the podcast, I will link all of their information in the bio. So that's easy to find for you. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at what the Austin. I share a lot of Jane Austen content over there. Um, bits about the podcast, but also just like general discussions as well. So it'd be good to see you over there. But that's everything from us today and we will see you in the next episode. 